0: Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Remember when you made your first friend as a child or maybe you had a roommate you just clicked with when you went to college? It may have been a person you connected strongly with on your first job assignment. Whoever and wherever, you just got this feeling inside, I think I like you. It may come as a surprise, but that is how God feels about you. God likes you. Since He designed and created you, it's only natural that God likes you. He intends to bless your life as you live within His intended design. He also wants you to be a blessing to others in the world. So, because God really likes you, His blessing lands on you in those two ways. He blesses your life, and He helps you to be a blessing to others around you. Since this is true, let's look at some questions to kick off today's content. First of all, when you look in the mirror, do you like you? Not just your appearance, but also your personality, your skill sets, and your character. Do you like yourself? And then another question, what compromises do you make to get others to like you? How about this one? Are you being true to your original created design, the passions, the convictions that God has given to you? Or this one, is there anything that you would change to like yourself the way God likes you? Do you believe that God deeply loves you? And a final question, do you love Him back? You know, you really are important to God. Whatever you think of yourself, the very essence of who you are makes you unique Special and the only one of a kind on earth. God designed it that way, and He likes it that way. Here is another short list that shows specific things about you that God really likes: who you are, how you think, how you express things, your personality, your passions, the skill sets and gifts that you have, your looks, the desires of your heart. Yes, God really does like you. Well, let's get some proof that God likes you. Jesus did design you. He is the great creator. And since he makes no mistakes, you can be assured that your unique personality design is pleasing to him. He wants you alive on earth. And He wants you in heaven with Him for eternity. Consequently, God developed principles about you that cannot be changed. First of all, by His desire, you are you. Second, He placed you here and now. Third, you are unique. No one else, now or ever, is exactly like you. Four you have important skills and gifts to contribute globally. 5. Only you can do what you were created to do. 6. It is your choice to trust and obey God. 7. You can bring your resources to bless other people on behalf of Jesus. 8. You represent God's heart to others. Well, These are some really neat principles that God developed about you, and again, they cannot be changed. I think we should explore each one of those a little bit more. Let's start with number one. By His desire, you are you. Because God intentionally designed you and loves you, don't be embarrassed about being yourself, don't wish to be someone else, and, on the other hand, don't be arrogant. Simply be you. And that pleases God. Number 2. He placed you here and now. It doesn't matter what your beginnings were. The fact that you exist here and now is a strong case that God has plans for you on the globe in this timeline. 3. You are unique. Your uniqueness pleases God. No one else on earth is like you. Since you are one of a kind, why not thankfully serve God in your own unique, creative way, even in simple, small things each day? 4. You have important skills and gifts. Since you have those things, you also have specific spiritual gifts. Personality skill sets, and valuable experiences. You can explore ways to serve the Lord with all these things. Why not figure out your intended life purpose? When you ask God for wisdom, He helps you know how to impact your world with your important skills and gifts. 5. Only you can do what you were created to do. It's time to relax into Christ. Time to prayerfully seek and pursue what God created you to do. Thoughtful living means being the best you possible for His glory. Here are some ideas to help you be the very best you possible. Start with this. Be open. Then embracing humility. Followed by being willing to learn and grow. And then stretch yourself to the next level, followed by staying connected to Jesus and getting to know Him well and His Word. Then finally, as you focus on Jesus' interests over your own, you will find your own interests blossoming. It's an amazing little list, and it all starts by being open. Let's go through that list real quick again. Be open. Embrace humility. Be willing to learn and grow. Stretch yourself to the next level. Stay connected to Jesus and get to know Him well and His Word. And then focus on His interests over your own to find how your own interests will actually begin to blossom. So, back to our list on God's principles and how He made you. Number six is that it's your choice to trust and obey God. Your most credible work on this earth is to believe and obey God, no matter what else happens. That's pretty simple, but it's a little bit harder to carry out. Let's say it again. Your most credible work on this earth is to believe and obey, trust and obey, no matter what else happens. And that's number six. It's your choice. Seven is that you can bless others on behalf of Jesus. You are part of God's thrust into His global interests. Others need something that you have to give—people next door, people on the other side of the world. Here are some ways to employ your resources, both local and abroad. Alrighty, the first one on the list is to pray for individuals and groups— That might seem very small, but it is so powerful, and it does make a difference. God answers prayer. You can also give portions of your resources to help. Are you a writer? Are you a teacher? Use those skill sets. The world needs godly musicians. Are you a cook? Do you love kids? Do you have a soft spot for older people? Many communities need Christian doctors and nurses. How about an engineer? Might I mention water supplies, agriculture, and buildings? What about a homemaker and a mom? Maybe you're a nature admirer or a skygazer. All of those things are ways that you can employ your resources and your interests both here and abroad around the globe. And then number eight is that you represent God's heart to others. You are a living example, a representative of Jesus. John 13.15, 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, and Titus 2.7 all address being an example of Christ. Do others see Christ's love in your life? Have you explored what you can do to portray the Lord to a broken world. Well, in order to do that, you have to look at your life. Maybe using this illustration, this example might help. Think of your life as a jar. Since God really likes you and he made you, your life jar, you should like yourself. Your life actually matters and you decide how that will look. But God has great ideas to help Let's use this example of a jar, a life jar, and different sizes of rocks to illustrate how you can fill your life with the things that God values and things that people need. It can be puzzling to fill your life jar with the right rocks, the best size, and in the right order. Which do you choose? Well, there are principles and action steps that help you decide your life jar matters. God tells his children in Isaiah 30 verse 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. He is proud of who he created you to be, and he wants to help you. Well, let's start with big rocks. What kinds of big rocks should you put in your life jar? To prove that God loves you so much, He actually became human, like you and like me. Jesus gives an example of the most important things to include in your life—those big rocks—to be a healthy person. During His life on earth, Jesus filled His own life jar. His life work helps you to know how to fill your life jar with the big rocks first. Here are some things that He put into His life jar right away. First of all, he conquered death and gives you eternal life, so there's a big rock. Then he overpowered the devil, and he gives himself to you as a dear friend. That's another big rock. Jesus also ended slavery to sin, and he set you free forever. That's another big rock to go into your life jar. And then Jesus overcame fear, and he gives you courage. That sounds like a really important big rock to include from the very beginning. So those are the big rocks that you want to put into your life—eternal life, the dear friendship of Jesus, being free forever, and living with courage instead of fear. What about some middle-sized rocks? Well, each day, Jesus adds middle-sized rocks to your life jar. Here are some of those middle-sized rocks. Hope in depression. Companionship instead of loneliness. Healing for sickness. Direction in hardship. Wisdom for decisions. Power to overcome debilitating habits and patterns. And then encouragement and acceptance in broken relationships. And there are many more. But those are just some of the most important middle-sized rocks that we need to get into our life jar. Well, it's time there's a little bit of space left in our life jar, so let's go and look at the little rocks and see what we can stick into our jar. As proof that Jesus has ongoing interest in the little rocks of your life, He adds even more blessings to fit into the tiny spaces of your life jar. Here's a list of some things that I'm sure you can identify with at least one of them. Okay, so little rocks. How about this? Finding lost car keys. Being able to pay for medical bills. Helping to rework your budget to address shortage of finances. Providing miraculously on an item that you need. Redeeming a ruined opportunity healing, and so many more little rocks available to you every single day. So far in your life jar, you have the big rocks, the important ones. You have some middle-sized rocks and some little rocks, but there's still some space. There are little crevices that can be filled. All of the rocks that we have put in so far, big, middle-sized, and little, still leaves space, the cracks between those rocks. Jesus gives a divine cushion of sand to fill those places. Things like peace, joy, intervention, comfort, hope, and more. All of those things just filling all of the areas, the spaces, the crevices of your life. And since he likes you and loves you, Jesus gives help in the face of the bullies that make your life tough. He gives wisdom and understanding to handle your life problems. Of course, he also adds unexpected blessings that surprise you. Because he is human like you, Jesus has intimate exposure to your sufferings, challenges, and losses. He identifies with you through first-hand experience. In every way, He is like you, except without sin. Human to His very middle. God to His very middle. Not only does Jesus fill your life jar with big rocks, middle-sized rocks, and little rocks, He fills the remaining space with His divine sand of grace. Maybe you should care less about how much others like you and like yourself more and enjoy just how much God likes you. Jesus also understands you and still likes you. Above every other person, Jesus does understand and he practices mercy, faithfulness, and grace towards you while serving the interests of his Father, On your behalf. You have a Father who is loving, wise, strong. He's committed, he's sacrificing, and he is bully-smashing. He is also your high priest, counselor, mentor, companion, and friend. All these to fill your life jar just because God likes you. Many people don't believe these things about God. They don't want His help, and they doubt His heart toward them. They certainly don't think that God likes them. So their life jar is filled awkwardly, unbalanced. After hearing today's content, I have some questions and some thoughts for you. The first question is, what's in your life jar? Second, do you know how to get all the right rocks in the right order in your life jar? Third, because God gives second chances, are you willing to dump out your jar and fill it with God's good rocks? Number four, do you believe that God likes you? And then number five, do you like yourself? Number six, will you help others? Fill their life jar in a way that pleases God. And then number seven, why not open up to God's blessings and then turn around and be a blessing to others? Visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org, your web based home for resources, including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more, as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need. Be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.